This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. There appears to have been a recent increase in the number of violent crimes reported in Campbell River. According to Constable Mari Tyre, For the last three or four years, we have seen the general spike in calls for service in Campbell River. One of those years actually saw roughly a 12% increase. Now, a lot of those increases based on things like calls for service, such as check well-beings and things like that. But effectively, when you get a, when you get an increase in calls for service, you're also going to get a, an increase in violence. He does not know if there's any increase in small communities like Cortez Island. I used to work in small remote communities, and it's definitely a, a different thing. If there was a break-in, you knew exactly who to talk to. In a lot of the communities, they would be like, well, I know it was so-and-so, but I don't want him to go to jail. I just want my stuff back. You'd be knocking on his door going, hey, I know, they know, where's the stuff? And they'd be like, okay. Tyre also pointed out that statistics can be misleading. We're policing close to 50,000 people when it comes down to surrounding areas and everything. Say on average, you had one homicide a year in a community and all of a sudden there's two well, that's going to send your violent crime rate a huge, huge spike, but it's only actually one instance. What we're seeing is things like uses of bear spray or knives. We're not dealing with a huge increase in things like gun violence or anything like that, like other major centers might be dealing with. For the most part, the general public is quite safe, and most of the violence is between people who know each other. A lot of times, domestic level violence has to do with issues in the home that have kind of exceeded that point where people have hit a breaking point and they act out in a violent manner. And sometimes that's related to addiction or whether that be alcohol or drugs or it's financial strain, etc. People just will lash out in ways maybe they don't normally do. When we're looking at instances like a purposeful hit and run or somebody stabbing somebody and everything like that. A lot of times what's happened is it's linked to other levels of crime. So a big part for police at that point becomes the issue of how we investigate to determine the root cause of the violence. For instance, when we go back into December, a security guard in Walmart got stabbed by a shoplifter. The basic crime is theft. And what happened is when someone interrupted, that ended up in a violent episode. We deal with an incident in incident in April, perhaps the end of March, where an individual suspect that did end up deceased at the end of it. The start of the start of that one involved, again, theft or robbery. A couple of weeks ago, we did have a homicide at the government wars, which is essentially the Discovery Harbor Authority. And then last week, we had another one, which was basically one person injured by gunfire and another person that is deceased based on self-inflicted injuries. They're both very unique situations, which we're not really going into much detail about right now, especially the one at the Marina, based on the fact that's an independent investigations office investigation. When those occur, they're asking the police to be as quiet as possible, so we're not having a negative effect on their investigation. What we say can even shape the way witnesses talk. So we have to be we have to be cautious of that. The other incident, just because it is ongoing and because you've people involved have got families and everything like that, it serves no necessary purpose to release people's private information or dig things up and it can actually be more damaging to the people that were either witnesses or 
victims. In terms of the violence in Campbell River, is more of it drug-related? Sadly, most of it, the larger increases are based at the street, street level, drug user level, which is really disheartening because for the most part, what you do have is people taking who are disadvantaged, their logic compromised, whether from trauma, whether from drug use or both, and their ability to assess danger, et cetera, it's just not there. The other thing that we have been seeing, and I wrote about it a little while ago, a small percentage, but quite a few teenagers that have decided to all of a sudden be carrying knives or carrying bear spray and legitimizing it as, well, it's such a dangerous community. These kids getting into fights or arguments and all of a sudden they're producing a knife or producing bear spray and spraying somebody. Well, those are assaults with weapons. Even if you don't stab somebody, if you end up pulling that knife and making that threat with it, an attempt is the same as the actual event. That's part of it too. In some cases, people are putting themselves in a situation that they don't need to be. We're seeing basic arguments escalating quickly. And some of it seems to be very, very respect-based. Like, you don't respect me. And because you have, because you insulted me, and rather than get in a basic fight, people are like, I refuse to lose, so I'm going to escalate. It's almost a, a little bit of a Cold War situation where it's like, oh, you've got this, well, I'm going to get this. And it just kind of builds. Realistically, most of this stuff's happening when people are intoxicated or they're high, whether those drugs be legal street-type drugs or illicit street-type drugs. These things, alcohol, street drugs, they inhibit your logic. So if you're on them, you're going to do things that you just might not do on a day-to-day basis. And that's kind of problematic. There's definitely more lenient from the enforcement side. And part of that's based on courts, et cetera. We've become a little bit more permissive. Basic use has effectively been decriminalized in BC for some time. If you're just using, you're not going to be going to court and going to jail. It brings the use out a little bit more publicly and we're seeing a little bit more violence associated to it as well. People are using things like fentanyl and countless fights and supposed attacks I've been to where they're, it's somebody that has passed out basically because they're, they're doing drugs that put them to the point of almost comatose and then someone's taking their things or rummaging through their pockets while they're out. And the person coming to realizing their pockets are getting rummaged through and then a fight starts, but everyone's carrying a pocket knife. Again, it's those basic situations that we're just seeing the kind of escalation into violence, which wasn't quite there a few years ago. I think a lot of that has to do with the toxicity of the drugs. And I don't, put it in as a hidden toxicity. Unfortunately, most of the users out there know what they're getting. In fact, some are looking for stronger items like even carfentanil in their drugs. So the drugs themselves, they're just brutally toxic and they have a terrible, terrible effect on people. The other thing that's happened in the last two or three years, especially we spent a lot of time saving people that are overdosing multiple times a week they're suffering a level of brain damage from hypoxia, from lack of oxygen. And we don't know how that's affecting them, whether that's affecting their logic reasons, whether that's affecting their memory. It's, it's kind of like a roll the dice 
aspect. That in itself is really concerning because you can see people that maybe you've dealt with two weeks prior that are one person and two weeks later you see them and they're totally, totally different on communities and crime. As I say to people, if it wasn't for drugs and alcohol, I wouldn't have a job or I'd definitely be doing something a lot different, right? It's something that's part of our society and trying to manage and understand it more, I think is probably one of the biggest things that we all need to do. It's a very vicious cycle. Alcohol's been a part of society for quite some for quite some time. Even opioids have been part of society as a creational use item. And we're effectively only removed from society about a hundred years ago. One thing I say, especially when it comes to alcohol, is I've met the people that if they drink, they get drunk, they have fun, they laugh, they fall down, they go to bed. And other people where they drink, they get angry. Right? If you're the person that it makes you angry, you're probably not the person that should be drinking. That's kind of what leads to the violence. Constable Tyre also spoke about some of the aspects of the overall police presence in Campbell River. When we're dealing with a community the size of Campbell River, there's limits on what we're capable of. You're dealing with situations where maybe you've got five responding officers on shift and you have an area between Oyster River up to Roberts Lake out to Strathcona Lodge. Uh, you can't have all five people in your, your higher crime area doing those patrols because you could possibly have a domestic down in, in Oyster River. Well, that's two officers are going to go to that. And then you've got a motor vehicle accident up by Roberts Lake and two officers are going to have to be there. Those things all come, come into effect of, of how we can deal with and how we can prevent crime as well. We've been talking about an increase in the number of violent crimes one question that I expect listeners will have is should they be concerned about their own safety? Those are oddities. But for the most part, it, unless you're specifically kind of putting yourself into a situation, it's not overly dangerous. Can you go out in, in most neighborhoods in Campbell River at night and go for a walk? Yes, you can. But just in general, this is something that probably police have preached for years. When you go out at night and go for a walk, should you go alone? Well, not really. It's always good to have somebody else with you for whatever reason. You've been listening to an interview with Constable Mari Tyre of the Campbell River RCMP. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye. <laughs>